The Trinity Center for Spiritual Living appreciates your selecting our podcast service as a part of your spiritual journey. The TCSL podcast has over 1,000 downloads a month worldwide by individuals just like you seeking to expand their spiritual magnificence. To express your gratitude and donate for the good you hear and the growth you experience from our lesson, visit our website at trinitycenteratlanta.org forward slash donate. As you donate, affirm, my offering affirms my commitment and my willingness to be an inlet and an outlet for the abundant good and energy of Divine Spirit. Please enjoy the latest podcast from the Trinity Center for Spiritual Living. So, we have a very simple premise for you this morning, and it is, no matter who you are, no matter what you've done or haven't done, where you come from, or even your current belief system, you always were, always are, and always will be at one with the loving energy and boundless creative intelligence of God. There is never a question of your oneness with Source. There is only a question of how effectively, positively, and powerfully an individual utilizes their connection with Source. The answer to that question may not be provided by anyone other than you. I know there's going to be a lot of people that want to tell you where you've gone wrong, what you could do better. Their opinion doesn't matter. Yours does. So be kind when you answer that question. In the first chapter of The Science of Mind, Dr. Holmes wrote, There is that within us which partakes of the nature of divine being. And since it partakes of the nature of divine being, we are divine. It reacts to us according to our belief in it, and it is an immutable law subject to the use subject to the use of the least among us, no respecter of persons. It cannot be bound. This energy, this omnipotence that Holmes speaks of, reacts to us according to our belief in it. So I want to peel this nugget back just a little bit further. And Holmes said, there's that within us which partakes of the nature of the divine being, and since it partakes of the nature of the divine being, we are, di- are the divine. That within us that is partaking of the divine being is the individualization of spirit, experiencing all the fascinations of life as you. And whether we call this something, the soul, the inner child, the subconscious mind, Regardless of what we want to call it, it is your oneness with source energy. Empowered by this premise, we have a question. And the question is, what do you believe would be the impact to an individual's journey if at the beginning of each day, the crossroads of any major life decision, perhaps in the face of seeming, seemingly adversity, they ask themselves, as an individualization of the divine mind of God, how may I effectively, positively, and powerfully utilize, express, and thrive as my oneness with Source? Now, I get it. That's a wordy question because, you know, minister and all. 
So we'll, we'll shorten it down. We could even say, what allows me to live my most highest and best divine self? That's a simple question. What allows me in this moment to live as my most highest and best divine self? And as you choose the greater idea, whatever greater idea flows to you, understand that is where the divinity will continue to evolve and express from. God does all things through you and as you. So it's not about what God does or does not do for you. It's about what you allow God to do through you. What you believe and feel, this creative intelligence that we call God can and will do as you. You want to change the world? Fine. The universe is going to support you doing it. I support you doing it. But first, stop placing belief and faith on something or someone more powerful than you in this world. There's no such thing. How's that grab you? It's pretty good. You want to transform some aspect of your journey? Fine, go for it. Absolutely, you have within you all that is needed to do just that. But first, stop focusing belief and faith on the perception, just the mere perception of an unchangeable facet of your journey. Dr. Eric Butterworth once wrote, our job is not to set things right, but to see them right. Far too many, far too many individuals begin their day, make their decisions, and form their interactions around the premise. They are human beings intending, hoping, and praying for some form of divine intervention to make their lives a little better, as opposed to knowing and living as the divine spiritual beings they are, creating a journey of immeasurable peace of mind, health, love, and abundance. In short, too many individuals live by reacting to effect instead of creating as first cause. Well, we'll let you in a little something. We know you're not most people. We know you're not most people. And we cannot stress enough to you how powerful you are, how divine, how infinitely wonderful you are right now in this moment just as you are. And you know what? You're really good looking too. Somebody said yes. Offering's going to be good today, buddy. <laughs> we know this truth about you. Even if up until now you were not aware of this truth. And for the next four Sundays, our role is to guide you on a journey of awakening and spiritual evolution that will serve kind of as a handbook to ensure you are living and creating as your divine self. And your role, well, your role is, is just to be open. Just to be open and receptive to the spiritual principles and truths that we'll be discussing while displaying a willingness to begin incorporating those principles into your daily life. See, nestled within that willingness is the seed 
to creating from a consciousness that is always knowing and living as a divine spiritual being, creating a journey of immeasurable peace of mind, health, love, and abundance. A consciousness which has placed all its belief and faith in knowing that it is always living a journey of oneness, which is the title of our lesson this morning, A Journey of Oneness. So we have a very profound parable for you this morning. I'm teeing it up for the new folks, you know. (laughs) And our parable is about two brothers, (coughs) pardon me, and these two brothers were just horrible people. They were horrible. They were mean. They were the richest men in town, and they used their money to cover up their despicable ways from the public. And they even attended the same church where they were to try to appear pious and holy. Now, their pastor would just see right through these two brothers. And he did not allow their money to influence or hide his opinion. Unfortunately, the pastor also had to get a new building. So he started a fundraising campaign to get the new building rolling along. When all of the sudden, one of the brothers died. Well, the remaining brother sought out the pastor the day before the funeral and handed him a check for the amount needed to finish paying for the new building. And he said, Pastor, this is yours, but I only have one condition. At my brother's funeral, you must say he was a saint. Well, in spite of knowing the contrary, the pastor gave his word that yes, he he would call his brother a saint and deposited the check. The next day at the funeral, the pastor didn't hold back. He said he was mean. He was horrible. This was a despicable man. He cheated on his wife, abused his family, was stingy and selfish. And after going on at this fame for a while, the pastor paused and said, in conclusion, I just want to say, but compared to his brother, he was a saint. (laughs) And here's the moral. Divinity can't be bought. Divinity can't be bought, it can't be imposed, or even given for divinity to evolve and be expressed as divinity. The essence of God coming into the physical realm, it must first be accepted and then intended to live. Eric Butterworth said, or yeah, Eric Butterworth said, you are a rich and creative spiritual being. You can never be less than this. You may frustrate your potential. You may identify with that which is less than what you can be. But within you now and always is an unborn possibility of limitless experience of inner stability and outer treasures. And yours is the privilege of giving birth to it. And you will if you can believe. You will if you can believe. 
we promise you a handbook. And if we were to title the first section of this handbook, the first section of the handbook would be titled, God is all there is, therefore God is all that you are. You got that down, you got everything down. This is the master key to a journey of oneness. Knowing that God is all there is and that God is all that you are. Living from this awareness unlocks the potential of your resplendent individual divinity and establishes a pattern. Let's follow this along. Establishes a pattern and flow. Pattern and flow of consistent decision making, higher thought processes, grander mental, mental images, positive interactions with others, and higher beliefs that are born out of the natural evolution of the goodness of God expanding as you. Expanding as you. In the book Love and Law, Dr. Holmes wrote, right here is, is the mind that everything came from, the substance, and it is the stuff out of which everything came. Songs, inventions, anything and everything, right here it is. It came forth into expression by intelligence and nothing else. Don't limit this thing. Grow big inside. Get over the little thoughts, the little concepts, and comprehend more. Get, conceive of more of what it is. Say it. Feel it inside and know it. Much gathers more. Principle is changeless reality. And that which we call principle is infinite. Principle is not bound by form. It takes, it is forever free. Principle fills you and surges around you and through you. When you recognize that you are depending on principle, you become self-educated to the realization of your own ability to use it. Your own ability to use it. People come to service, they come to class, but because they're like me. But they also come because they're looking to grow and expand. They're looking for some nugget of truth that they think that I may share or that the Course may share. And the reality is, there is nothing that I can share with anyone that they don't already know. You already contain every answer because you already contain all the power and wisdom of the universe. So our role is not to share something new with you. Our role is to uncover that which you have already learned so you can go back to remembering the truth that you came here to live. Catch that? Good. Because I want you to take a look at your affirmation card, and it is a quote of mine, and it says, an individual thriving in oneness with presence is reflective of the individual's consciousness focused on all it's becoming, not what it's been. Your biggest obstacle to living the truth, the first section of our handbook, God is all there is, therefore God is all I am, the biggest obstacle to anyone doing that is this thought, this idea 
But, oh my God, yesterday I made a mistake, therefore I can't thrive in newness and power today. No. We want to begin letting that go. What did Holmes say? Think bigger. Think more. Think about that if you're here right now today, that regardless if this is your first time or thousandth time, that there's something that said, today I'm going to go out in 22 degree weather. It's a good idea to go outside. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. And listen to truth that I need to be reminded of. That I need to be reminded of. What sparked that idea? What sparked that awareness? Well, it wasn't me. We haven't changed our advertising in a while. Maybe it's time. Sure, I have a few things on Facebook. But something within you, some spark of universal presence said, I need to hear something. And so I'm going to go. And you were here. Now, if this is your first time, nice to meet you. The divine within me recognizes and honors the divine within you. Namaste. If this is your millionth time, you know the drill. Buckle up, buttercup. <laughs> we got a little bit to talk about today. What keeps you from nodding your head today Right? We're in full agreement. Yes, I need to hear this. Yes, I know. I need to release these things. Yes, I know. God is all there is. Therefore, God is all that I am. And I know this is what I want to flourish in my experience. But how do I keep that head nodding, nodding going forward the moment you walk out that door? That's the key. And that's something that you have to do for you. That's something where you have to say, well, wait a second, let me take this step back and say, am I making my life decisions from that one question? What will allow me in this moment to live as my most highest and best divine self? What more vibrant expression of God, of Source, wishes to be expressed as me in this moment? And then allow that to come forward. What wants to come forward in spite of all that I did yesterday? In spite of all the less than positive interactions that I had yesterday? And let me tell you something. We don't have time for me to sit down and go over my tacky past. Okay? Maybe during a potluck someday we'll do that. You deserve to wipe the slate clean. You deserve to wipe the slate clean. And in wiping that slate clean, you can begin saying, wait a minute, I no longer want to focus on what I was or what I did. I want to focus on the vibrant energy and newness in this moment because that's what God is. That's what the essence, the vitality, the potential of source is. 
the potential of source is about always coming forward in something new, something more wonderful. And the way it does that is through you. But first, there has to be a recognition that you are the means that allows it to come forward. And all this residual stuff, well, maybe that's not for other people. Wipe that away. Wipe that away. You can begin wiping it away. You want to know how to begin wiping it away? You begin writing down all the things that you've accomplished for 2017. You know, we had our burning bowl ceremony this morning. For those of you that were here, awesome. For those of you that thought it was later on, sorry. What can I tell you? But you know, I think it's time that as we're focused on the evolution of consciousness and source, maybe it's time rather than, this, here we go, that rather than having a ceremony to release the past, we have a ceremony to begin nurturing the new. That may become spring, when we can dig in the ground. We plant something that is indicative of the hopes and the dreams, the desires that we want to come forward. So that in that moment, in that power of recognition, we're not paying any attention to what occurred yesterday and focusing fully on the potential evolving before us. Because that potential is what evolves within us. Are you following me here? Now I'll tell you what you can do. You can go and buy yourself an amaryllis plant if you want. You can plant it today and you can watch it grow. They'll grow. You can't kill an amaryllis plant. I know, I've tried. Esther Hicks said, shortage of time is not your problem. Shortage of money is not your problem. Shortage of connection to the energy that creates worlds is at the heart of all sensations of shortage that you are experiencing. When Esther Hicks is talking about shortage, she's talking about this sense, this feeling, that there is something lacking from your journey. This sense, this feeling that perhaps you could be, have more love in your life, more abundance, more health, whatever it may be. And this shortage that she's referring to, that people sense that they have, it's not about not having stuff. The sense of stuff. It's about having a sense of not being fully invested in the power of your divinity. It's about not having a sense of being fully vested in your journey of oneness. Think about that for a moment. What would it mean to be fully invested in your power of oneness, fully vested in your divinity? You, you would be like a, a, a professor at a college. I've got tenure. You can't fire me. You could do no wrong. How's that grab you? You could speak your word and know that it would manifest. You could speak your word and know that no matter what occurred last month, last year, last decade, it is going to come to fruition. You could begin to visualize and know that as you visualize 
the entire universe is creating something new. And it doesn't matter what anybody says can and will happen because of your visualization. Because you are so centered in your own power. That is the connection to source. See, source is about a connection in the here and now. That's where your connection to source exists. It's not in the what was. It's not in the what was. And nor is it on what you don't want to be, what you don't want to become. You know, if I turn on, if I want to turn on the TV, I'm not going to use the lamp switch. I'm going to turn on the, use the power button, focus my intention, my attention on the power button of the TV. That's the connection to source. Source is going to flow, the energy of source is going to flow wherever you focus your attention. And so you have to say, well, you know, am I ready for this transformation? Am I ready for this spiritual revolution where I exist as first cause to my journey? Where I exist in a journey of oneness that's so vested in my own divinity that I can simply say, it's all good. It's all good. That here now, it's all good. I know what the checking account says. I know what the doctor said. And I know what I told my ex. But right now, in this moment, just as I am, it's all good. that energy, that knowing, to expand. Allow that energy and that knowing to be the focus of your mind. How's that feel? To know that tomorrow is not going to be based on yesterday but it's going to be based on the knowing you create today. <sighs> Breathe. See? I told you, you weren't most people. And you're not most people because you're not these meat suits you're all wearing. You're just vibrant energy coming forward, coalescing into physical form, expressing in new and vibrant ways. And this energy wants to be lived, it wants to be expressed, it wants to come forward in a manner that hasn't been lived before. And this is your chance to say, you know what, regardless of yesterday, I'm going to heed this call. I'm going, I'm going to be vested in the power of God that I am right here now and live and know that the kingdom of heaven is within me. From the Gospel of Thomas, it's written that Jesus said, if your leaders say to you, the kingdom is in heaven, 
and then the birds of heaven will precede you. If they say to you it is in the sea, then the fish will precede you. Rather, the kingdom is inside and outside you. When you know yourselves, then you will be known, and you will understand that you are children of the living Father. But if you do not know yourselves, then you will live in poverty, and you are poverty. When you know yourselves, then you will be known, and you will understand that you are children of the living Father. There is no greater poverty in this existence to be experienced, to be sensed, than a poverty of the soul, than the poverty of the individual that doesn't recognize and own its own divinity. Your handbook, this journey of oneness, only needs one thing from you. And it's just the release of all of old ideas, of old beliefs. Because when you can release that and clear the clutter out of your consciousness, you're going to find that only one idea remains. And that one idea, anybody will guess, God is all there is. Therefore, God is all that you are. Ah. It's a great story. It's a true story. And it's about a John Hopkins professor who years ago gave his graduate students an assignment. And the assignment was to go to the slums and take 200 boys between the ages of 12 and 16 and investigate their background and environment and then predict their chances for the future. The students, after consulting social statistics, talking to the boys and compiling all the data, concluded that 90% of these youth would spend time in jail. 25 years later, Another group of graduate students was given the job of testing out this prediction. Some of the boys by then were men. And there were, there were still a few around. Some had died, some had moved away. But one way or the other, they got in touch with 180 of the original 200. And they found that only four of the group had ever been sent to jail. So why was it that these men who had lived in a breeding place of crime and violence had such a surprisingly good record? And many experienced success in their love lives and careers. And the researchers were continually told by the 180 men they found this sentence. Well, there was a teacher. And so they pressed further. And they found in 75% of the cases, it was the same woman. And the researchers found the teacher living at home and living at a home for retired teachers. And they asked her if she could give them any reason why these men should have remembered her. 
And she said, no, I really couldn't. And then thinking back over the years, she just kind of smiled and said to herself, more to herself than the researchers, you know, I really love those boys. Within our handbook, in the first chapter, would be the instruction to always maintain in the forefront of your consciousness that yes, God is all there is, therefore God is all that you are, and that God is the unlimited energetic potential of unconditional love. Pure, unconditional love. As are you. This is why with love, all things are possible. Love yourself enough to focus solely on the evolution of the goodness of God you are in the now and are becoming. Love yourself enough to know that no matter the past event, you have within you the spark of Genesis to make all things new. Love yourself enough to put your belief and faith in the individualized expression of the whole of the universe thriving as you. Again from Holmes who said, we should learn to control our thought processes and bring them in line with reality. Reality being all is the demonstration of the creative energy of mind. Thoughts should tend more and more toward an affirmative attitude of mind that is positive, stable, and above all else, towards a real unity with spirit that is already complete and perfect. A journey of oneness is maintained by a consciousness centered in its own completeness and perfection, loving itself enough, just enough, to just be, just be. See, the enlightenment of oneness begins with the intent. We're not going to give you a lot of homework this week. You people, that's just the stuff that I say. Don't get homework. I'm not going to ask you to go and write affirmative prayers or even do meditation. Don't let me stop you, but I'm not going to ask you to do that. I'm just going to ask you to explore two questions. One is, are you willing to begin assessing your life with the question, what allows me to live my most highest and divine self in this moment? And pose that question every aspect of your journey and just see where your thought takes you that's the first question the other question is am I loving myself enough in this moment am I expressing my divinity to myself always easy to express God to others to express kindness and compassion to others. Okay, now I have to tell you a story. Now I know why it's here. So, but remember, you're your first line of spiritual evolution. You know, we got, and, and look, 
This takes practice. Sometimes we fall off practice. So we had the holidays come up. We had the, uh, uh, what do you call it, the um, candlelight service. There was a lot going on last month. And we had the kids to take care of and family to take care of and all this great stuff. And so Dan and I decided that Christmas Day was just going to be a real simple day. And we were going to buy stuff at the deli at Kroger and heat it up and stay in bed all day. Right? That was the goal. That was the big hoop. hoop. That was the big plan for Christmas Day. Well, we got all wrapped up in all that doing and all that exciting. And then Dan, unfortunately, got a real serious cold. And so my attention also went focused to there. And so we got through all of that, got everything done. We went home on Christmas Eve, collapsed. And we got up on Christmas Day. And there was nothing in the house to eat. <laughs> I forgot to go to the grocery store in all the doing for others. Now, thank thankfully, Family Dollar, just so you know for future reference, is open <laughs> on Christmas Day. And so our, our, our Christmas meal, for Christmas dinner this year, was tomato soup from Family Dollar. <laughs> I was like, oh, thank you, God. At least there was something. Look, you're going to fall off that intention once in a while. Case in point. When you do, that's the purpose of the power in the moment. You can start over. You can joke about it. You can move forward with a greater intent and an energy to do better the next time. There is nothing in this moment that is more powerful than you are. And regardless of why you came here today or why you thought you came here today, if you don't leave with anything, I want you to leave with this, that God is all there is. Therefore, God is all that you are. And it is in that truth, no matter who you are, where you are, what you've done, what your current relationship status is, is in that truth. If you will just take the time to love yourself enough, 2018 is going to be one hell of a year for you, baby. And so ends our lesson. Namaste. <laughs> Thank you again for selecting the Trinity Center for Spiritual Living podcast for your spiritual journey and for the expression of your generosity at trinitycenteratlanta.org forward slash donate.